0: To the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, flow, freedom, agorism, anarchy, and more. Our mission is to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. I'm your host, Mike the Polymath Whistler, coming from the Easy Peasy Shop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining. How's it going everybody? Welcome to episode 73 of the Easy Peasy podcast. You know, I hate to tell you this, but I am fucking pissed. I'm not a terribly happy camper right fucking now. I am angry. I am angry because I have been disrespected. Truth be told, my my property was disrespected. Now, if you've been listening to the show for very long, or if you've known me for very long, you know how much I love My old Toyota. Got a 32-year-old Toyota pickup truck. Before they ever called them Tacomas, it used to be known as the Toyota pickup. And not only do I have the Toyota pickup, I have the Toyota pickup 4x4 SR5. Now, I am not a Overly materialistic person, but I do like nice things, functional things. You know, if you looked in my living space, if you were a fly on the wall, you would know that materialism isn't exactly my primary focus. I live in a workshop, I live in a garage. You know, I I pay a little over $500 a month for this perfectly functional space with next to no luxuries and that's fine that's fine i don't need luxury all i need is is a fridge full of fucking bacon and beer a little bit of weed in my jar and some gas in my truck, okay? I don't need much, but I like what I have. I'm proud of what I've accomplished. I'm proud of what I've accumulated. I'm proud of my camper that I've built. I'm proud of the fact that I have two trucks that are old and have lots of miles, but still run good. and while my Toyota was out of commission a couple weeks ago because of a seemingly faulty starter I, I tore into it I put it back together turns out the, the original starter is fine and I got it all hooked back up it's fine, my truck is good, it runs great I love my old Toyota and then I've got my little, not so little Ford F-250 that I've been doing most of the work in you know i go i work for the day i haul my trailer behind my f250 and i get my work done i get home i switch hop in the yoda i go to the bar i get a bite to eat but tonight somebody decided to disrespect my toyota You'll have to excuse me while I get stoned. I'm trying to bring down my blood pressure. But I went to the pub. You know, I had a beer, hanging out with some friends. I go and, you know, take a piss, as one does. And as I'm pissing, my friend, Hunter, Who has been on the show. If you go back maybe. Eight or ten episodes. Hunter. Comes into the restroom. Midstream. And he says yo. Somebody's climbing on your truck. I pinch that shit off. Fucking tuck my cock right back in my pants. And fucking. I don't even zip up or. Hook up my fucking belt. I just get my fucking button done and I run out the bathroom, I run out the bar and these two motherfuckers are sliding off the fucking hood of my truck. I said, hey! You know, I'll try not to yell too loud in the microphone but I'll try to tell this story as best I can. Truth be told, I was yelling. I said, hey, what the Fuck! Are you doing on my truck And they both kind of froze for a second And I walked across the street And I <sighs> I said just what in the hell You think you're doing on my truck And to, truth be told I don't even know what their response was Except like oh, uh, duh, blah, uh, duh, blah, uh. You know some shit like that And I said, this is not okay. I said, you see that? There's a big fucking dent in my hood that was not there before. Who the fuck are you? Climbing on my shit, climbing on my property. You know, at one point I said, I said, I worked hard to buy that truck. And these motherfuckers I mean it was like It was two people on the truck But there was probably Eight of them total And as soon as I started Calling them out All but one of them Shut the fuck up But one of them You know I want to say at first He was kind of like Sorry man Like didn't You know We didn't mean it Or whatever I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that dent is there. What are we going to do about that? He said, I don't know. I don't know. What are we going to do? I said, well, how about 50 fucking bucks? You know, that that would help. Like, right here. Put it in my hand. We can just be done with it. And he... Fishes out his wallet and he's kinda of looking at it. And I see he's got bills. He's got a couple twenties in there at least and a five, you know. I don't know what else. He's got I, I literally could see forty-five dollars. <sighs> and the principle that I'm trying to trying to show here is that you don't just do shit and cause damage and not pay, you know, some amount of restitution. I caught you red handed motherfucker you put a dent in my hood being a couple hooligans turns out they were taking pictures on my truck come to find out from people who observed the whole scene and the whole thing is so stupid you know but being that I am who I am I couldn't help but say what the are you doing to my shit and when I said you know 50 bucks he was he was this fucking close this fucking close to handing it over but then his friends took off they bolted I'm not even kidding all of them piled into a car and left him by himself with me in his face. And I'm telling you, this guy and I, we were... I mean, we might have started out a foot and a half away. But by the end of it, we were about four or five inches. And that was all him. He, he tried to escalate. Now, what happened, right? So they took off and he switched gears. He started talking a big game. All of a sudden he's he's by himself. It's almost paradoxical. His backup left and he starts talking a big game. Like, what are you gonna do, motherfucker? You know, I'll lay you out right here, he says. Like, I'm you know, literally, y'all, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. At this point, I'm annoyed. I don't want to talk to him anymore. 50 bucks in my hands would have been nice, but I'm fucking over it. And guess what? I am armed. At this moment, not going to lie to you. So in my head, I know, I know that I have the upper hand, unless he's hiding something of his own. And I frankly do not want to find out. And he's trying to escalate it. He's starting to talk about fighting me. And you know what else he said that didn't make any sense? I think at one point I said, like, why? Like, why did you climb on my truck? And he says, "Look at the moon, man." So yeah, what about it? You know, it's not even a full moon, right? It's just you know, it's the moon. It's the moon. He said, "With a moon like that, I, you know, I had to. I could." I'm like, "What are you talking about, man? You trying to get spiritual on me?" I'm like, "I'm as spiritual as the next guy, but I don't fucking climb on other people's vehicles, put dents in their shit. I tend to leave other people's shit alone." But he's trying to get all mystical with me. And then he started literally talking Spanish. But He starts fucking speaking in Spanish and shit. And literally this thought crosses my mind, right? Like I already said to you. You know, I realize, you know, I hadn't even really thought about the fact that I was armed. I mean, I always know I'm armed, right? If you're armed, you know you're armed. When I yelled at those motherfuckers, I I realize you know, hey, I'm armed, but I'm not gonna touch it, right? <clears throat> but he starts talking about trying to fight me, and I start thinking, well, I sure hope he's not hiding anything. And I immediately go to de escalation because I really don't want this to go any further. I'm done with it. You know, he was wrong. He won't hit. he won't admit it. He won't apologize and he won't make it right. So either I fight him or I try not to. And if I fight him, I really don't want to, first of all. I'm not a fighter. You know, even though he fucking deserved it, you know, I had every right to go over there and sock him in the face for disrespecting my property. I could have done it without speaking a word. I'm not going to say I would have been in the right by legal standards, but I kind of feel like I would have been in the right morally. But I realized that being being armed I have an obligation to de-escalate, so I did. I put my hands up. I said, I said, I'm not trying to fight you, man. Why don't you just go? And he kept throwing words at me, half Spanish, half English. He wasn't even Hispanic. He was a black guy. I mean, I guess I shouldn't presume to know that he's not Hispanic, but (laughs) I don't know if this guy was fucked in the head or on drugs. I know he was drunk. Clearly he was drunk more intoxicated than I, by far. I'd had a couple of beers, but I decided to de-escalate. I put my hands up. I said, I said, why don't you just go? And we managed to bring down the tenor a little bit. And I started to walk away as I crossed the street, he started to say some, some more shit. I turned around and I told him, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. I'm done. And a bunch of people saw the whole thing. And I, I don't know if I handled it perfectly. But I'm sure glad I'm not a hothead. And I don't think any part of me ever would have like even been tempted to draw unless I saw a weapon in his hand, right? Like I, I know myself. There was no moment where I was even tempted even with this guy two inches away from my face. I wanted to punch him. Don't get me wrong, but I knew that if I hit him and I didn't lay him out, didn't knock him out, and he came back, maybe he came back with a knife, I you know, I don't know. But frankly, I don't even want to find out, right? Like I said, and <laughs> this whole idea of like, not not allowing somebody to be disrespectful but at the same time where do you draw the line you don't fucking shed blood over some disrespect luckily there's no real damage done you know it's it's a dent the truck still runs and it's not like she's a show winning quality truck she's got rust she's got dents but I still love her you know she's my girl she's treated me right I've had her a while she's never let me down and to see somebody up on it against my will you know with no permission it's just fucking infuriating it's disrespectful (laughs) I, I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, but I'm just realizing that people are fucking shitty. They haven't been taught to respect somebody's hard earned property, you know? That's why we saw what we saw a couple years ago and I hate I you know I hate to admit it, but I when I saw people looting, I you know, I wasn't upset except when it was a small business. If you want more on that story, go back, listen to some earlier episodes. But I witnessed the riots. I I saw them. I saw, you know, TJ Maxx get looted, I saw Target get looted, and then I saw the small little comic book comic book store. And I felt something about the comic book store. God damn. and I know I'm just like ranting about somebody climbing on my truck right what's the big fucking deal I don't know I guess the big deal is that you just can't trust a lot of folks because they haven't apparently been taught manners. (laughs) That was one of the last things I yelled at that guy. It's like, nobody has any fucking manners. I yelled that. And of course that's not true. Plenty of us do. It's not that nobody does, but it's like anymore I'm driving on the highway and people are just God awful fucking just driving like maniacs no respect for anybody else and I don't know what to do about it except to hold my ground you know I I feel kinda I feel kinda disarmed when I drive my F-250 because I don't have a horn. You know, the horn doesn't work. I really gotta figure that shit out because a horn is your defense against crazy people on the road. You know, and I'm glad I had my weapon on me during this encounter with this crazy motherfucker who is climbing on my fucking truck. Because what if he had one too? You know, and if he had fucking come at me with a weapon, like, I would have been probably kicking myself for even making a big deal out of it. But how do you just watch somebody on your truck? Like, just defiling what, what belongs to you. Like, damaging it. Disrespecting it How do you just sit there and not Not Tell them That they're fucking wrong And I almost hesitate to go here But like I almost Want to Draw a connection About how disrespected I felt When people tried to Pressuring me into taking a shot that I didn't want. How disrespected I felt that they, that they would impose their judgment and, and try to manipulate and coerce me into doing something I did not want to do. Disrespectful. You know. Like. Trust. Trust the people. That you know. And love. And have trusted. To make decisions for themselves. But. When you pressure. And when you manipulate. And you judge. It's fucking disgusting. It's. It's denying that person. Their own. Rights, their own property rights, their own bodily proper property—you know, their their right to do with this meat sack, this clump of cells, what they will. And some people have a hard time extrapolating, like my my body is also also connected to these things that I've earned and by extension they are protected by my sovereignty my personal sovereignty you don't fuck with my shit but knowing when to de-escalate and when to escalate I have no answers I'm glad that I de-escalated tonight but part of me wishes I'd socked that motherfucker in the face. If I had, I probably would have had to jump in the truck and leave so I didn't get arrested. <clears throat> but he deserved it. That's the only way I can say it. And, and I don't want to just like, again, I, it's like, it's a small thing. Trying to be a complainer, but I'm trying to extrapolate a lesson out of this sort of like how to proceed because I'm convinced that this is not the last time I'm gonna feel sort of violated or disrespected or mistreated by somebody. I think this world we're living in right now, um, it's a world of limited consequence for for wrongdoing. And if we don't watch our own backs, nobody else will. You know, we got to look after one another. Luckily I had backup there, right? Hunter was there. A couple other folks. But I knew at a certain point it just wasn't worth. It wasn't worth the energy. I'm still giving it energy now. But I'm kind of. If you can't tell. Calming. You know my blood pressure has dropped. And I'll drive that truck. And I'll look at that dent. And. It'll be a reminder of how you can't trust, can't trust everybody. Not till they've earned it. And maybe, maybe that's a good reminder, you know? All right. With that, y'all, I think uh, I'll let you go. (laughs) I guess I'll tell you though on a, on a more productive note tomorrow. I am leaving for the self-reliance festival in Camden, Tennessee, and it's going to be sweet. Nicole sauce from living free in Tennessee is going to be there. Jack Spierko of the survival podcast among others. Um, It's being hosted by Special Operations Equipment SOE Tactical and uh, very excited gonna meet some more cool people you know I think these these events, these festivals these conferences, they're just too important to, to miss I can't miss them, I gotta go and I'm gonna take the recorder, I'm gonna try to interview some folks and hopefully give you a good, good podcast out of it. Um, but yeah, I guess wish me luck, you know, hopefully it's going to be a good time. I'm sure it will be going to see a friend or two along the way. So, all right, I will, uh, I will be back with a report from self-reliance Fest. This has been Mike the Polymath with the Easy Peasy Podcast. Come back again.